Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich on IMSA Radio. Well, hello everybody and welcome to a very super Saturday here at St. Pete's. Nice to have your company wherever you are, either here at Trackside or around the world. Uh, It is IMSA Radio Share Adam and me, John Hindorf, with IMSA TV as we are ready to go racing for the third of our season races for Mazda MX-5 in 2023. Pretty decent weather conditions. We're on the uh, right-hand side of Florida uh, on the streets of St. Pete. 1.8 miles around uh, with a... Excuse me, the left-hand side uh, of Florida. I was looking at it upside down in uh, in my <laughs> in my defence. Uh, with uh, what 12, 13, 14 corners, if you can, the last uh, uh, hairpin is two corners. Uh, action areas at turn one at the end of the runway. Down the short chute uh, on First Street to the braking area at turn four. You have to be brave to go up the inside on Bayshore Drive at turn ten. And you need a little bit of help from whoever you are racing. Uh, there are 26 cars ready to go. We'll give you the Mazda starting grid in a moment. But let's introduce my IMSA Ridge, your colleague, Sheer Adam, joining me in the booth today. couple of drivers who we thought we might have seen here who aren't here this weekend. Yes, good morning, John. Good morning, St. Petersburg. And good morning to Glenn McGee, who is not sitting in his Itamitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup race car, but is still sitting trackside at St. Petersburg. Glenn, who suffered a wrist injury at the end of the second race at Daytona International Speedway just a few weeks ago, still not recovered enough to be able to drive his race car once again. So the hometown hero who does hold the qualifying lap record, let's not forget, will not be taking the start of today's race. Neither will Drake Kemper, a guy who's a series veteran. We were expecting to see Drake back in the number 99, making his sneaky return. But alas, illness has kept Drake down. So Drake, we know you're watching. We miss you, bud. Hope to see you at the next round in just a couple weeks' time. The... The qualifying yesterday did not break Glenn McGee's record from last year. 124.5 for Glenn. Robert Neuecker, who's on pole position, did a 24.7. Bizarrely, um, but not unusually in Edimitsu Mazda MX-5 racing, uh, the race lap record is actually quicker than the qualifying lap record by a couple of tenths. It was set again last year. That was Justin Piscatel with a 124.344. The track of course is going to evolve across an IndyCar an NTT IndyCar weekend so here's how they're going to line up then for the first of two races today 
How will that affect the mindset of the drivers? It is Robert Neuecker uh, on pole position in the black and white number 13 with the violet over the top of the fenders. Hicks and Motorsport have Connor Zilich on the outside of row one. Spark Performance uh, have Gresham Wagner, former series champion, in third position on the inside of row two. Then it's Sam Paley for McCombie McAleer. Uh, behind them, uh, the best of the rookies, another his, uh, Hickson uh, Mortar Sport driver, uh, uh, and uh, that is the uh, number 19 car uh, of uh, of uh, Thomas Annunziata. Uh, the uh, following cars uh, just. Uh, Following through, uh, Nate Cicero, another rookie in sixth position from McCombie McAleer Racing. Uh, Céline Roland in seventh. Jean Chaudin for McCombie McAleer, the 39 car in eighth. And rounding off the top ten, Aaron Johnson in the number 24. So used to seeing that car in, uh, in dark red. He's changed his colourway this year in that JTR Motorsport car. Uh, Tyler Gonzalez, a series points leader coming in to this weekend in 10th position but he said to me on Midweek Motorsport on Wednesday over on RadioLamont.com that if he could get a top 5 finish in the two races today he'd be very happy indeed after that it's uh, the 96 Jared Thomas uh, then Matthew Dirks uh, then the number 85 car comes up next of Bruno Smolewski for Hickson Motorsports then it's Fletcher Apalski Batura, uh, Palermo, West, Neudorf, McIntosh, Hodgson, Lee, Hyman, Willie Hyman down there in 23rd position, Atwater, Hadley and Siddiqui to make up your 26. The top, well, let's call it the top 15. In fact, the top 15 was spread by just eight tenths of a second. And that is pretty standard fare. Uh, this season, the margin of victory in the two races are still less than tenth of a second when you add them together. And here, last year, Celine Roland over Connor Zilic, it was 0. 0.061 from the uh, <laughs> from Connor Zilic in second to Celine Roland, who won the race. A uh, couple of little communications issues on the safety side at the track that cancelled out the... Free practice one of the Edermitsu Master MX5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich Tyres yesterday. One or two little gremlins. The ghosts are in the machine again this morning, and that's why we're slightly delayed. So there was just here one 40-minute practice session and then that 15-minute qualifying yesterday for the teams and drivers to dial themselves in. Engine starting right now. Which is... Fine on normal weekend, John, but the problem is this is a street circuit where one third of the field have never driven. So that tends to complicate things quite a bit. Watching the times from the drivers, particularly who had never been to St. Petersburg, never driven on a street course in their lives, coming through and qualifying. Massive shout out, Tom. Thomas Anunziata, the young man who was second in the shootout last year for the rookie scholarship to come in and race here, he qualified fifth. The guy who walked away with the scholarship, Nate Cicero, sixth. So a phenomenal effort from both of those rookies. And even watching toward the back of the field, John, the times were coming down, the gaps were coming down. People were learning every single lap. Uh, a, a huge increase, a doubling pretty much of the 
uh, dollar prize fund for 2023. $1.78 million. Uh, $1.178 million uh, in the in the prize fund for this year. The end of season payouts don't change here. They're pretty substantial. Oh, they are massive. $250,000 real cash money. You can do whatever you want with that money. That goes to the champion. 85000 for second place. 50000 for third place. And as I said, 110000 for the scholarship award recipient, that being the young driver, coming up through the ranks of grassroots racing into this series. But every single race, the top finisher, $6,000. You can do with it what you want. You can go out and have a lovely dinner in St. Petersburg tonight. <laughs> 5000 for second, four for third, and so on down through the top ten. $1,000 paid out through 6th through 10th. So every driver fighting, clawing their way, desperate to get in that top 10. And that is where the extra cash has come from in those uh, race points and uh, cash handouts. The championship standings at the moment show a 100-point gap back from Tyler Gonzalez to Jared Thomas. He's the defending champion. We've never had a two-time champion here. Never mind anyone who has defended its early part of the season. There's 45 minutes on the clock. And round three of the 2023 Inamitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich Tyres is on the runway. And it's a bit of a staggered start with the top five or six rows absolutely together. Everyone else way back down. Not even onto the runway down the inside then. The pole sitter manages to hold on. There's a bit of bumping and boring going through. Neuerke has got a bit of a run through. That looked like Gresham Wagner trying to make up some room right over the side yep. of the kerbs on the inside of turn one into turn through. Turn three's been an issue for everybody, including the open wheel cars here this weekend. So still the pole man leading as they turn wow. right. Wow, how did they do that? They turn right onto Second Avenue, now onto Beach Street, Central Avenue, and then turning right again onto Bayshaw and pretty much everybody here has survived the first half lap of this 1.8 mile circuit. Yeah, but a phenomenal start from Thomas Nunziata up to second as he took advantage of Connor Zilich getting strung out by Gresham Wagner, making the move up to third. Celine Roland, local hometown hero, favorite pilot who frequently lands on the runway on which they will race to the checkered flag. He is now up into fourth position as Bruno... Smokowski does not even see the green flag. The hero from Daytona and second in the rookie standings now parked on the side of the track did not take the green flag, John. Yeah. Smolevsky, then Smolevsky for Hicks and Motorsports. Bruno in that uh, full course caution. Well, had to be, didn't it? Oh. I think he did actually get across the line. I've got him scored in 13 as he went across the line. That was not lucky for him. Mm -hmm. So we neutralised the race and the MX-5 RF safety car will head the pack round, already pulled out of the pit lane. Breathe. Yes, oh, he did yeah. take the start, and he's been tipped off to driver's right in the pit lane exit, which joins in at the uh, almost on the outside of turn two here at St. Pete's. The walls are unforgiving. Let's see if we can pick apart how Bruno got there. He's uh, on driver's right, coming down the start straight, and makes a brilliant dive down the inside. I'm guessing it just didn't stick. 
Gets up onto the kerb. Now, did he just spin it up or was he helped? Got a little bit of help from behind. I think was that, that was Max. Thomas? Well, I, th- I thought it was Max Apolsky, actually. Um, let's see if we can pick that out. Jared Thomas was in front of him, and I yep. think it was Apolsky behind. Yep. And, well, he didn't make the wall straight away. So, did he snag the wrong gear or could he just not get the car restarted because he's right mm. in the pit lane exit there this is going to be I think if everything's okay with that car in terms of the drive line, I don't think this is going to be a long yellow we've still got 42 minutes to go for those of you who haven't seen Mazda MX-5 Cup before we normally get a freight train of cars drafting at the front of the field but I was talking to Jared Thomas on, uh, on Wednesday in our midweek motorsport show on uh, RadioLamont.com and he was saying this isn't really a drafting track so the tactics of drivers saying let's draft and try and break the field we might not, in fact we probably will not share, see that here because of the nature of the track there could be a lot of cautions, a lot of interventions by the uh, Mazda safety car then you've got to get your work done and make up those positions early on. It's true, John, and the front straight being the best opportunity for drafting, that's nothing compared to, say, when we go to Road America or even WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca later on in the year, and then you have a real straight to deal with. This is more about carrying the momentum through the twisty bits. So the veteran drivers, the Gresham Wagners, the Celine Roland, the Connor Zilich to some extent, uh, the Aaron Johnson, they should have an advantage. If we look back at the championship leader, who currently is in the 10th place, let's not forget, Tyler Gonzalez, his point last year was this weekend. He had an axle snap in race one, and he overheated the brakes in race two. Well, you think he's learned his lesson from last year? I think so. Shea Adam joining me, John Hindhoff, in the booth on a beautiful morning at the start of Super Saturday here. The IMSA Edemitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup cars back on the streets of St. Pete under our first caution of the day. Bruno Smolevsky in, well, got one and a half corners, let's call it, through, looked to make up some, he was looking to make up some uh, positions down the inside in the hustle down to turn one at the end of the airstrip at the first time of asking and just got sandwiched in between the number 96 of Jared Thomas and Max Apalski, the number two JTR and Copeland Motorsport cars in the battle just outside the top ten I think he was slightly unsettled as well by being on the kerb on the inside that probably didn't help him dirty part of the track too first cars out today and it looks as though there might have been a lot up at the back of that car as well and that's why he could not rejoin and so perhaps share a transmission issue there for Bruno yeah that's what our intel uh, listening in on the team radios thinks that maybe he just didn't get the clutch in in time is what he's fed to the team but the transmission not happy to play as we're going to have at least one more lap behind the safety car as Bruno's car has been extracted but not enough time to move the car safely behind the wall. Good morning Titani who's our flag stand genius by the way out there. Uh, how about a word for our leader Robert Noaker driving this number 13 Mazda 
The car was brand new just a couple of weeks before the first round at Daytona International Speedway. Robert and his team coming back into this championship. He finished second in the 2020 championship, but St. Petersburg, a definite one that he'll have had marked off, highlighted, circled, everything that you could possibly imagine. Because when he raced here the last time, it was a win, a fast lap, and a third place finish. So Robert Noaker, very comfortable around the streets of St. Pete. He won't be thrilled that so much time is being spent behind the safety car, but he will be thrilled that there's no one in front of him when they get back to green. I think I uh, incorrectly called our Mazda MX-5 and RF at the front of the field. Uh, we have had the retractable folding roof car doing that, but this weekend it is the full convertible on which all of these race cars are based and indeed started their life. They come over from Japan, they landed uh, on the other side of Florida, go to Fliss Performance where they are broken down into their constituent parts. The two-litre four-cylinder engine is put to one side and sealed with a Mazda Motorsport seal. That is not touched, so there can be no jiggery-pokery with that in terms of any of the team's then the cars are put back together with a brand new set of Multimatic DSF suspension with an FIA roll cage and fire suppression system, FIA seat, new steering wheel. Uh, anything that's not needed is put to one side and not refitted. This is a car that's very much lighter than its street car cousin, but started life exactly in the same spec. Then back in goes the engine, made it to a Sadev six-speed sequential transmission which as we heard there doesn't like going backwards in a forward gear sequentials don't like that i had the same when i was racing radicals funny enough and then we have the 26 now 25 race cars all prepped and exactly the same in performance potential as we go back to green noica <laughs> weaving left and right Plenty Breaking of, the draft. He's trying to break the draft round the outside on the paint. That's a hard thing to do. And Gresham Wagner, think uh, Cicero, excuse me. Uh, in second, no, Gresham. No, it is Gresham Wagner, excuse me. Little uh, glitch on the uh, timing screens there as they went through. So it was Gresham, Gresham Wagner, and there's been a conflagration oh, at no. turn one. That was one of the black cars towards the back. I think Celine, well, who, who was involved there at the back of the field? I, Celine Roland is still going. He's still so going. To his friends and family watching around the circuit, don't worry. He's still fighting for a top five position, but that was a big mess toward the back of the field. I think Jared Thomas I and Matthew was, Dirks were involved, though, John. I, I was about to say, I think one of those cars was... Well, there's Matthew Dirks in the Air yep. Force car, the 76 drab, gray car, uh, drab green car, and Thomas, the 96, is missing as well. Keep an eye for that at turn one. Has he got going again? Bold move down the inside by the number 72 driver that is Connor Zilic fifth position and having a look at fourth there on Celine Roland as he was trying to move forwards fourth position up for grabs there still our leader is the former champion Gresham Wagner down onto the front straight new second place driver as well that's Thomas Anunziata in second the place rookie. he is the best of the rookies and he's really living up to his build-up that we got from everyone who's seen him in the other Mazda cla classes down through the years, through the oil dry at turn one and kicking up a bit of dust there as they go through. So Wagner, Anunziata, Zilic, Neuerger, the Pulsar are now down to fourth, then Celine Roland, Sam Paley in sixth position, Jean Chatouin, 
Tyler Gonzalez, championship leader this year, up from a 10th position start to 8th. Aaron Johnson in 9th. And in 10th position, it is Nate Cicero, another one of the rookies. And it was just oh. a coming together between Matthew Dirks and Jared Thomas. A super piece of avoidance by uh, Heather Hadley back there in the 54 and... Uh, a couple of other drivers as well. I think uh, Jonathan Neudorf as well had to go around and pick which side he was uh, going through. And did that very well indeed. Heather Hadley, who was the recipient of the Women's Scholarship this year, still representing and the best placed woman in each of these races, walks away with a $2,000 check as well. So Mazda really putting all the money on the line. But Thomas Annunziata... What a start from this young man. I am so impressed with him, John. Mm. Zero street course experience coming into this weekend. Racing at St. Petersburg. Yes, it's only 1.8 miles, but they are intimidating miles. Great down the inside move at turn one. We picked that one out as an action area. And Nunciata and Kolozilic were side by side. I think Connor just squeezed through as he is uh, looking to move wow. up through the field. That is now, no, that is Zilic now in second place. So he's made that move. They were side by side for quite a long time. Paul Manoike really having to battle as they go through the 4-5-6 area right in there. The black number 51 is Tyler Gonzalez. That's the satin black car that uh, is sitting in seventh position for Copeland Motorsport at the moment with the bright orange writing on the side. And he is trying to pull up. Remember, he came in this weekend as a 100-point championship leader through Turn 10. The leaders have already gone through. And it's still Gresham Wagner who is holding the lead for Spark Performance at the moment. Well, considering this wasn't meant to be a drafting race, there's a lot of people driving offline here, Shea, trying not <laughs> to give a draft to people. And what a, an effort Gresham Wagner made on that restart to reclaim the lead. We should mention that's because there's 10 points on the line for leading the most laps. So Gresham Wagner, a man who knows how to win this championship, having done it two years previously, knows that the best way to get points are to get them in the places people don't expect. Lead the most laps and get the point for the fastest lap of the race. 10 points available on the line for both of those as well. Aaron Johnson in the... Got violet blue coloured car with the white sills going through. That's the number 24 as he makes up another position again. That down at turn number one. And he's followed through by Tyler Gonzalez who goes through. And they both pass Nate Cicero uh, in, and Max Opalski. Very windy here at St. Pete's again today. That will affect these little cars. They make a big hole in the air. That's why the draft is strong with these cars. Open top car with the FIA rule cage in there. That does cause a lot of turbulence behind. It punches quite a big hole in the air for such a small car, even though it hasn't got any aerodynamic wings on it. And that gives the opportunity to have a real advantage if you can get behind one of your competitors, particularly on any bit of straight at all. And we have got one here, which is where the leaders are. On the front stretch now, with the crosswind coming across the airfield from the paddock side, drivers left, slightly in the lee of the 
advertising hoardings as they come down into turn one. Top three, Wagner, Zilic and Unziata split by just about a second. Fastest lap last time around for Connor Zilic in second pos position in that number 72 car from the best of the rookies and Unziata. So that's the BF Goodrich tyre fastest lap going at a 124.7 for 76 and a half miles an hour. We're still half a second or so away from the race record set by Justin Piscatel here last year. Half an hour to go. Shea Adam. I'm watching Celine Roland right now, John, because this is a man who knows how to win on the streets of St. Pete, having done it twice before. The only driver in the field to actually repeat a victory here on this track. He is the first car of the second pack. And right now, Celine trying to signal to the drivers behind him, including Robert Noaker, hey, just chill, work with me, let's get up to this lead pack, because third place right now, Thomas Nunziata, is starting to fall back from Connor Zilich and Gresham Wagner. Little bit of bodywork. I think that was a mirror cover that I saw flicking up in the air. Somebody's either clipped the wall or gone side by side. We often see the door mirrors folded into the cars here. And yes, the second place car has lost one of its mirror covers, the bright green ones. I thought I saw that moving around on the track. So Connor Zilic on his right-hand side is not going to get as quite a good look. I think it's folded in a little bit as well. Hopefully it's got some glass still left in it so he can see people coming up his right-hand side. The second pack getting a bit spicy now as they come down first straight towards turn four at Second Avenue. They'll turn right-handed here. Newark, a defence to the inside. Oh, very, very wide for the 39. That's the mostly white car of Jean Chaudouin. Lots of new liveries for 2023. And this second pass shit, second pack shit, is where the action is at the moment. It really is, and you know that Celine Roland, the veteran of the series at this point, it's not fair to call him an old man because he's definitely not, but a well-seasoned veteran is looking back at them going, guys, just follow behind me. Let's work together. Don't battle amongst ourselves. Sam Paley doesn't know how to not battle amongst himself, though, as Aaron Johnson, brilliant move through turn 10 to go up into the seventh position. But again, this second pack, which is now, what, nine cars, all really fighting it out for the positions four through nine. The multicolored 87 heads that pack, and that is Celine Roland, fourth position for Hickson Motorsport. Hickson's second, third, and fourth at the moment. Also in 11th position with Jonathan Nerdoff, but it's Spark Performance. There's just two, four cars from Spark Performance this year you'll see that there's a lot of if you will super teams with JTR running I think 100 cars it seems to be <laughs> in, the, in this race JTR with 100 uh, we've got uh, Hickson with 100 yeah I think we've got several hundred cars in the field John yeah it, it feels like that really nice paddock as well if you've got the opportunity wander over and say hello so damage to the right-hand side mirror of the number 72, Connor Zilic, who's closed in on the leader. The green mirror cover that matches his Hicks and Motorsport livery has disappeared, and he clipped the wall. Now, where did that happen? I think it was just coming down either into or out of turn 10, which is where we saw... Might have been a Maybe it was 11 and 12, actually. 
which is where I saw it bouncing along. You do get very close to the wall on turning here. Everybody thinks that you're going to be close at the apex, the pointy bit, the middle bit of the corner. But on some of these areas, you can actually get so close to the wall to try and even out the corner, open out the corner as much as you can, that you're almost rubbing up against the wall with the BF Goodridge tyres on the side of the car. Maybe that's what the second place Hickson machine did in the hands of Conor Zilic, who is battling now with Gresham Wagner. Now, keep an eye on these two. They've pulled away a decent amount, some three seconds, from what is becoming a battle pack from third on down. And that's Thomas Annunciata, who's been closed in on just a little bit last time around by Celine Roland and that big crash. So Annunciata, rather on his own at the moment, just needs to keep hitting his mark, Shane, try and catch these two in the lead. Yep, and the problem will be for Gresham Wagner that Connor Zilich wants to battle. He wants to lead this pack because he currently holds the record this season for most laps led. Gresham Wagner having led almost all of the laps so far, the three behind safety car going the way of Robert Noaker, but oh. everything else. Oh, and it was Zilich losing his mirror coming out of, what would that have been, turn 11, the right-hander. Yeah, 11 um, and 12, yeah. But it means that Zilich can't see behind him. He won't know when that pack is approaching. For Gresham Wagner, there's a little bit of added pressure today. He is the Spark performance driver, and he is out front. Well, Sparky has just sent intel and wants to wish his wife, Courtney, a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Courtney. There is no better way to wish your wife a happy birthday than by giving her a first place trophy. So Gresham Wagner knows that if he wants to keep the boss happy, he's got to stay out front. Noeger down the inside in that feisty second group and now leading that is Nate Cicero. That's another one of the rookies. Thanks very much to the IndyCar Tape Apes on site here at St. Pete's for the great replay. I say that with great affection for our replay team. I know it's not on tape anymore, but they are keeping up a phenomenal heritage of great work on the streets here at St. Pete's, whether it's sports cars or Altman wheelers. Long day for the TV today. Down the inside of turn 10. And despite, well, I think probably because of the fact that his right-hand mirror has leaned in, the lead goes to the number 72 of Connor Zilic, and he didn't hit the wall again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to need a closer examination of that car after this race is done, John, just to make sure there's no white dust on the right-hand <laughs> side of the car after that one. What a close moment for Connor Zilic with the wall, but a very decisive move. He pulled out early to let Gresham Wagner know, hey, I'm coming down your left-hand side, buddy. You can hit me or you can let me go through. Gresham Wagner, knowing that oh. Valor is the best decision at this point, left the door open. Yeah, and I, I, he might have whitewalled that uh, right rear BF Goodridge tyre as he went through. Yes. If the mirror hadn't been broken and folded back before, it would have been after that, thanks to Scratch uh, on tape today. Great work uh, seeing all of the action here from the streets of St. Pete where we are exactly, well not quite, we're a minute away from half distance. Lost a few oh. laps at the beginning uh, when Bruno uh, Smierlewski uh, was uh, off in the exit of the pit lane actually after the first corner melee that you might have expected would have happened but we've been green since then and Konosilic leads it by about three tenths of a second 
to Gresham Wagner in second. There's three seconds back to the rather lonely Thomas Anunziata, who's the best of the rookies at the moment in the number 10 car. Now it's Sam Peely in the bright red car. Sam used to run a blue car, and he's yep. changed to red uh, this season. He's been black, he's been blue, and now he's red. And the number 28 machine, what's this, his third season uh, in the full championship, was absolutely stunning as a rookie two years ago when he regularly mixed it up at the front. That's exactly what we're seeing with Thomas Anunziat and Nate Cicero as well this season. As the leaders turn through at turn one, Anunziata with uh, a little bit closer this time. Meantime, a run on for the bright blue. That was the 20, John. That was the Llama Farmer, Hernan Palermo. And Ooh. he was followed. Oh, as that was Anthony McIntosh actually into the tires. He was assisted there. You might have heard me go, ooh, a couple of moments ago. That's because I got a text saying we had those two cars in the runoff at turn 10. But both cars did manage to continue. And now Woody Hyman is slow and coming into the pits. He has tire rub. Woody, who wound up on his roof last year in the first race, it looks like he's been into the tires with the uh, left-hand side of the car, that, John. That was a big slap of the wall for Woody. Uh, looked like uh, he his day is over for, well, at least his race is over. Not a huge amount of time today. The teams will have to hustle. Anyone who's got damage, they will have to hustle to get the cars back out this afternoon. We'll have that race for you live uh, here at Sembeat and around the world, of course, via IMSA.tv. IMSAradio.com has the vision as well. So has Racer.com as well, one of our syndications for this year. Zilic from Wagner, then Anunziata about three seconds further back. Then Sam Peerley leading a gaggle of eight or nine cars as the leaders are still scrapping among themselves as we now move into the second half of this race. Yes, believe it or not, we've only just completed the first half of our 45 minute contest we do have a debris flag out right now john that's in turn nine from yeah. the wall brush but it's just a stationary flag we're not going full course caution so people need to take a breath if you're not going to get it yet as aaron john Somm up the inside of robert noaker coming into turn four great move can he make it stick yes he can john Somm up to sixth and it looks like tyler gonzalez in the satin black car right behind no again the white black and Violet car was looking a little bit racy as well. At this point, if you're working your way through to that the front of that group, what you don't want to see is Sam Peely and Celine Roland hook up and pull away, Shay. That's why <laughs> everyone's getting racy behind. Uh, and certainly with uh, Noick, a little bit of a little bit of a cork in the bottle. Uh, hello to Courtney, who is our director on the pictures today, one of the uh, IndyCar crew, Roger and Rich, Richie, watching and listening on our regular crew from NASCAR Productions up in Charlotte. Big effort from everybody here to get this done today, so thanks very much indeed to our on-site crew here at St. Pete for making this work as, and uh, working so closely from the IndyCar side with their NASCAR counterparts up at Charlotte. Shea Adam and John Hangdorf in the booth watching this one unfold. Plenty of racing still to go here. And Neuenger again under pressure at turn four. 
as he goes through the serpentine section of five, six, seven, eight, and through turn nine onto Bearshaw. Now is where they're going. It's worth noting, John, that at this point in the race, the 10 bonus points will go the way of either Connor Zilich or Gresham Wagner, but it's not a done deal yet. If Connor Zilich leads this through to the end of the race, he will take the 10 bonus points, assuming that we keep going on the rate that we are and yeah. do not get a yellow flag. Gresham Wagner hasn't done enough yet to get those 10 points, and he needs them because he came into this race third in the championship by dint of the fact that he and uh, Jared Thomas had accrued the exact same number of points just in opposite order of races. So if he wants to take that second place away from Jared Thomas, which it looks like he will do today, but close in even further on uh, Tyler Gonzalez, who right now is running back in the eighth position, well, Gresham needs those 10 points. Uh, and Connor Zilic has the BF Goodrich tyres fastest that one, a 126. 124.6 so he's he's brought it down about the about a tenth of a second but it's a it's a 24.5 a 24.3 rather from Justin Piscatel from last year that is that high water mark finally Tyler Gonzalez gets past Robert Neuenger and moves up into seventh position so extra points for him and if you're wondering why Shay when we're talking about a maximum of 380 points uh, over a, a, a weekend or a, a race rather um, then why are we talking so much about 10 points uh, for the fastest lap 10 points for the most laps led well Shay the guys who scored well in those bonus points last year actually made up positions in the championship and got themselves more dollars. Correct. The reason that Connor Zilich finished second in the championship last year, and keep in mind that is our race leader currently, as a rookie finished second in the championship, was by dint of how many bonus points he accrued over the course of the weekends. It was, I think, 140 total bonus points, which basically means he started a race that nobody else didn't and ran around in the mid-pack, if you want to think about it in That's terms of that, four points accrued. As Aaron Johnson goes around Celine Roland, Aaron now up into the top five. This is a great drive from the man from Louisiana. Johnson in the blue and white number 24. Next is the uh, 80, uh, is uh, Sam Paley is the car that he's looking at so that must mean that Sam's dropped back a little bit from that battle so Johnson then through in the 24 Tyler Gonzalez, Noeger Chaudouin, Nate Cicero the rest of the top 10, Connor Zilic and Gresham Wagner out front and the gap back to Thomas Anunziata who's having a Quiet-ish race now. This is a very un-Mazda-like run on this Saturday <laughs> morning for Thomas Annunziata. He's four seconds behind the leader, two seconds ahead of Sam Paley. Mm, but that's closing in, John. 1.6 seconds now. There's the big hit for Woody Hyman Ooh. earlier on, coming through the exit of nine and the number 82. That was... He's very lucky to have been able to get that car even back to the pit lane. The good news is the team can have a look at the damage. The bad news is there's not much they can do there because they'll have to get back to their own paddock, uh, which isn't on that side of the track. So 
they will not be able to really start work on that until after this race and they get it back to the paddock. Let's head back to the leaders now with just on 15, 1-5 minutes to go. Zilic has not broken away from Wagner. When I say not broken away, there's about half of an MX-5 length between <laughs> the two cars at the moment. And as they head onto Bayshore again for, what, the 20th time of asking, there's literally nothing in it and they're following in each other's wheel tracks. Anunciata is... Uh, as I said, 4.3 uh, behind the two leaders. And Sam Pearley is closing in. Pearley is closing in on third position. A step on the podium for the number 28 of Sam Pearley in the red car is beckoning. He's just done his fastest lap of the race, a 124.7. And now he's just 1.3 behind Thomas Annunziata. Well, it's not even that now as they come through the final two corners and back onto the F strip. Uh, and onto the runway to complete their 20th lap. Shea Adam. For Sam Paley, though, John, remember, this is a young man who we weren't even expecting to see at St. Petersburg. The budget is not here this year for Sam to continue on through the full season. He's here by the hopes that he will walk away with more money to be able to continue on further into the season. Finishing fourth versus finishing third, well, that's a $1,000 difference. But finishing first twice on the weekend, well, that would be $12,000 that he could put in his pocket, potentially even the championship lead. Yeah. For Sam Paley, this is a must-climb-the-ladder situation. Yeah, and, 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 and he is leaning on that car at the moment. He's with Anunciata now. They're going through on the base or two turn nine underneath the trees. Quite a lot of shadows here. Drivers telling us earlier in the weekend that it is quite difficult sometimes to pick out your turning point and your clipping point. Not exactly literal clipping point on the wall. Neudorf has brushed the wall uh, as well. Quite a bit more than a brush actually. Being a bit more of a thud. Now Shea Adam was talking about Sam Pearley there. This is the... He is racing because of the new prize fund at the end of each race. Um, he, that is the only way that he's here. He picked up a couple of checks at Daytona in rounds one and two. He's put that straight into the race budget. And he is basically racing event to event. So has to keep finishing well up to take some of that real cash folding money and take those dollars home. In the meantime, the cars that are damaged here, Adam, if there's... Not a, there's always going to be plenty of spares here. Mazda are very good about that, and Fliss Performance are on site as well. But there are a couple of spare cars here, aren't there? Yes, and if I may just do a quick public service announcement, on behalf of Dean Copeland and the Copeland Motorsports Organization, the car which Drake Kemper was supposed to race this weekend is on site. So if any of the teams in the paddock <laughs> are looking for a spare, please go see Copeland Motorsports for all of your Mazda needs. And she Adam will take her usual brokerage fee out of that. Well done. <laughs> Change of position further back down the field as uh, Hernan Palermo. Uh, uh, sorry, the uh, number 28, not the number 20. Um, so that was a pass for, for position with uh, Sam Paley going up into third position. Finally gets by Anunziata and made that pass look relatively straightforward but again he's not been allowed to break away by Thomas there are four and a half seconds behind the leader and 
through into third then for Sam Paley. More, more dollars. So what's that? He's just earned himself another $1,000 by going from fourth to third, yeah? Correct. And now all of a sudden, we've got $4,000 on the line for Sam Paley, and he's looking at the lead. If Connor Zilich and Gresham Wagner start battling, Sam Paley's going to stick his nose in there, and you know that he is going to be thinking, ooh, $6,000 is a lot better than four. Yeah. Now, Connor Zilich still leads in the number 72. Just had to take a breath there because there was a slight glitch on the timing on one of my screens here in the booth. <laughs> I saw Sheer looking at it as well, but he is still uh -huh. leading. Five from uh, 72 from five by half a second or about three quarters of an MX5's length. Now, can Paley and Annunziata work together here and start pulling the leaders in? They're, when they're scrapping, they're not as quick as the leaders. But when the leaders are starting to, and with 10 minutes to go, this is when it's going to start to happen. Sam Paley took about a tenth of a second out of the leaders last time around. That's not enough in 10 minutes to pull back those four and a half, five seconds that is the gap. But if these two start going side by side here and uh, Sam Perry, who's shown pace on his own as well as in traffic, well, Sam could be there within a couple of laps. Cue the Jaws music because Sam Paley smells blood in the water and Gresham Wagner will be thinking, hmm, I don't really want to come second in this race, especially after all the difficulties that he has had at St. Pete over the years. Yes, he has found victory lane, but this has also been a difficult race as far as his championship aspirations are concerned. Well, Gresham Wagner is looking to try and get another one of those championships this year to be the first ever repeat champion, not in consecutive years, but repeat nonetheless. He's been first here last year in this, uh, sorry, two years ago in the second race. He was second here last year in the first race. He was third here two years ago. He knows every step of the podium. I think the top step is probably his favorite though, John. Jared Thomas, our championship winner last year, sitting a little bit further down the field in 13th. Gresham Wagner in second here. Michael Carter was the championship winner uh, before that. 2020 and as far as race winners here uh, are concerned well we've got a few of them in the field Noika has won here uh, before and Tyler Gonzalez and Jared Thomas were our two winners last time out at Daytona now I'm looking at the time remaining and I'm I'm pretty much prepared to give the 10 extra points now for leading the most laps to Connor Zilic here and that will yep. add to his 124.6 which is the BF Goodrich tyres fastest lap of this race so far now we may yet see somebody go quicker than that, in fact Thomas Anunziat has just done his fastest lap of the race, so has Aaron Johnson, so has Tyler Gonzalez in 7th position uh, Rossi Lee and Peter Atwater also. So there's still some performance in those BF Goodrich tyres. But at the oh, moment, yeah. this is looking like a very good race indeed for Connor Zilic. If he can hold on to this scant advantage that he's got. In the meantime, Noik under pressure again. No, he's going down the inside of the number two of Max Apalski as they thread through the serpentine run between four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. You can get two Mazda MX-5s through there, but you lose a huge amount of momentum and it's it looks like in behind them is Matthew Dirks 
as well. Now, has he dropped a lap back? There's a lap down, yeah. Yeah, so that third car there with the Air Force insignia on the side is a lap back. So the dark-coloured car with the green highlights is the number two of Max Opalski, the 11th. And Noik, it goes down the inside. Oh, what a great manoeuvre down into the final couple of corners. Really hung it out going through the chicane at that's 11 and 12. Brilliant. John Jodwain. That's John Jodwain on Nate Cicero. Teammates from Kobe McAleer Racing. That is going to have the pulse up of both Chad and Stephen watching their two cars battling it out for the eighth position. But very fair racing between them. John, it's funny that you mentioned Connor Zilich taking the 10 points for leading the most lap. Uh, I reckon if Connor if Connor doesn't hold on to the lead, if Gresham Wagner gets around him now, i.e. this lap, he can still take it. But if Connor stays out front for this completion of lap number 25, the 10 bonus points will be his. They say you're much better with numbers than I am, so I'm pleased you've uh, checked my workings out there. So 2 and 13, 10th and 11th for Apalski and Noyke with the third car in that group, a lap behind Matthew Dirk's getting tied up with uh, Jared Thomas, wasn't it, earlier on in the piece. And he's just sitting in behind them in that number 33 car at no. the moment. No, no, that's, no, that's the team no, car. that's Alex Pashura. It's Pashura. My apologies, Alex. I absolutely owe you apology there. Very similar colour of the car. And he is so close to the back of those cars, you can barely see it. So my apologies. That is... The battle for 10th, 11th and 12th. Pachura, we've seen come through from the back of the grid before. He has always seemingly got pace in his car. So these are battling just outside the top 10. They're battling for $1,000 here, aren't they? That's basically yep. what we're seeing. Max Opalski has his hands on, a, in English parlance, a bag of sand, which is a grand. <laughs> That's 1000 and, and at the moment, he's got uh, uh, the guys behind him, including Alex Bashura, trying to take that from him. John, you do realise that we're in St. Petersburg, Florida, right? A bag of sand is very plentiful in this uh, part of the world. Fair point, well made. Not worth $1,000, but for everybody else looking at this battle, Nate Apolsky deserves that $1,000 for his car control strictly. When Noaker tried to make the move a couple laps ago in that twisty serpentine bit of the track, holding on to it, if he does manage to hold on to it, that young man will have earned it thoroughly, strictly from his car control. And remember, he's the one who was going sideways through turn one at Daytona. I think Noaker and uh, Opalski realize that it's a little bit drifting around the streets of St. Pete, but you're going to have to try harder to get around with Max Opalski. All right, we're inside the last five minutes, coming down to four minutes. Has Gresham Wagner got anything left? We are down to literally here the money laps in round number three of the Ooh. IMSA Edemitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup for 2023, presented by BF Goodrich Tyres, and it's all happening at the front. Huge, huge slide by Zilic as he went through turn one, and he's broken away. In Mazda terms, he's broken away. He's got maybe a car and a half, maybe two cars, but here comes Wagner in the middle part of the lap. Can he hold on? to that car ahead of him. Connor Zilic then for Hicks and Motorsport ahead of Spark Performance. Sam Peerley still five seconds, better part of six seconds behind. Huge slide by Wagner. I think, I think he's taken the performance out of the back tyres 
his BF Goodridge racing slicks are complaining shit every time he calls for power from the accelerator what the Formula One guys this weekend will be calling um, torque acquisition torque request we call it a <laughs> throttle pedal in this type of racing yep but John, he's still pushing really hard. The last lap around was his personal best. We'll have to see what time it was. And my explanation a couple months ago, Aaron Johnson has stolen the 10 bonus points from Connor Zillich. Fastest lap of the race right now, going the way of the 24. Three and a half minutes to go. Not even two minutes and 45 seconds left in this contest. And Johnson all of a sudden with the purple next to his name. Yes, and that is the BF Goodrich fastest lap, 124.5, still a little way away from Justin Piscatel, Piscatel's uh, race lap record, 124.3. Still the leaders moving on. So much excitement that even our digital clock on the top left of the screen has had enough. It's frozen at 321. We're going to be racing all day, and who's going to argue it wants with to give that? Us more. Yes, it's down to two minutes and eight seconds. We just give it a little nudge there, and that is the excitement. Time stands still. There's so much going on here in Mazda MX-5. Down to the last couple of laps then. A, a 126-ish lap times at the moment. 125 Three last time around by Grant West putting his fastest lap in. Aaron Johnson with that 24-3. So really interesting at the front of the field then. The leaders moving through to the last 90 seconds. Here comes Johnson. He's looking at the back of Thomas Anunziata, who is looking at the back of Sam Paley. Remember, for that final step on the podium, $4,000, $3,000 right now going the way of Anunziata, and $2,000 to Johnson. But no, he's taking $3,000 by going down the inside of Anunziata. This is still not the end of this race, and Aaron Johnson seeing an opportunity to get on the podium. Points make prizes. And points make cash at the end of these races. Sam Paley now then, with now behind him, Aaron Johnson. He's been looking in his mirrors to see the black-fronted car of Thomas Anunziata, the Nerd Focus, black, green and red car. Whereas now he's looking at the number 20. It's been a good drive by Aaron Johnson through the oh, field here, and he's, he's paced himself very nicely. With the leaders six seconds up the road, I'm not sure he was ever going to challenge the first two who are together through turn 10. Oh, my goodness me. Whoa. Wagner, at the very last moment with two to go, comes through and takes the lead. Gresham Wagner, exactly where... Yes, goes purple in that sector. Exactly where he lost the lead a few laps ago to the number 72 of Connor Zilic. He has taken it back. The white flag is being waved by Tony on the starter stand. And we have a new leader. And it's Gresham Wagner for Spark Performance back to the front. And does he nick back the best lap time? He does. He does. 124-466. He takes the BF Goodridge fastest lap of the race. He was right under the rear bumper of the leader. Came out at the last minute. It was decent defence. I have to say by Connor Zilic, very, very fair defence as well. Sheer Adam 
They both could have ended up in a pile of parts there. Respectful but hard racing. This is exactly what we expect. And we're now just about a mile away from the chequered flag with Gresham Wagner leading it. Uh, but how long is he going to be leading it? John Connors Illich tucked right up underneath his bumper. He's now seen that Gresham left him very little warning to pull out for that move. Defended by the Wagner leader. Wagner defends brilliantly. Into the middle of the circuit, but that's going to slow him down on the exit. There's an overlap for a moment, and it looked like the second place car was going through. Connors Illich and Gresham Wagner, what brilliant entertainment. Just two cars at the head of the field here. We're so used to seeing it being close. Just coming through on the final Ooh. corner. It's the bump and run from the Hickson driver. Right in the middle of 13 and 14 and the sprint to the line. Watch Wagner come out to the right-hand side. He might still get the draft. He's side by side. There was a little bit of side drafting going on there. And across Wagner. the line, Wagner's taking it back. Wagner what? has taken it back <laughs> by point. Oh, and there's a bit of argy-bargy. Hello, days of thunder all over again here. Oh, no. Oh, Guys, now we still we... have another race this afternoon. Please do not damage your cars, but a scant 0.021 of a second across the line. We are still below a tenth on our season total for the gap across the checkered flag. Who was in third, John? Who was in third? Now it's changing around our scoring. Sam Paley, Sam Paley. being shown yeah. as taking the final step on the podium. Congrats, Sam. $4,000 coming your way. I know that'll help. Yeah, that's going to help him continue racing. Held off Aaron Johnson in the number 24 JTR in fourth. Fifth, Thomas Annunziata in the number 10. Hicks and Motorsports guys. The best of the rookies from Celine Roland in sixth. Tyler Gonzalez, championship leader. Didn't get his top five finish, but did get a top seven. Then Jodouin Cicero, the second of the rookies. And Max Apalski gets the $1,000 the last of the $1,000 prizes in the race. Wow, 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 wow. Let's pick the bones out of that because that was a super, super run to the line. I'm not happy, and I'm sure the stewards of the meeting won't be either with the little bit of afters post the checkered flag, but up until then, it was all very impressive indeed. Tony with the VP Racing Fuel checkered flag out. Side by side to the line. How close was it? I don't think it was even the width of a bumper. And the left hand of Gresham Wagner straight out. And at the line, oh my goodness, that's as close to a dead heat as we've seen. Point oh. zero two one. Unofficially, because this is by my rudimentary arithmetic, we do have a new championship leader as far as this race is concerned. 930 points for Gresham Wagner, 910 for Tyler Gonzalez, 830 for Connor Zilich after that finish. And the other driver worth noting from that one, we all of a sudden have Celine Roland up on 770, Sam Paley up on 720. Really good finish for them. Well, and the 10 bonus points for fastest lap and the 10 bonus points for leading the most laps have contributed then unofficially to Gresham Wagner being in the lead of the 2023 IMSA Edemitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodridge at the halfway stage of our two races on the streets of St. Pete. Are you not entertained, St. Petersburg? Make sure you <laughs> don't miss the second race of the weekend. Looks like there might be 
uh, a little bit of needle between first and second as well. Let's just confirm these results unofficially as it stands. This is how they went across the line. Exactly what we expect from Mazda MX-5 Racing. Gresham Wagner fighting right to the chequered flag. Tooth and nail with Connor Zilic in second. Sam Paley came through the field some 4.7 seconds away in third, but gets onto the podium and adds some of that race-by-race uh, race cash to his uh, race budget fund this year. Johnson, the unlucky driver, just off the podium in fourth. And Thomas Anunciata makes up the top five in fifth as the best rookie. Now, let's just uh, check in with what's going on down in the pit lane. Let's see the, what the body language is like down there between the top two. Hopefully, they have put their turn down their race ayer just a little bit so Zilic leading on the final lap into turn 10 Wagner down the inside and then the position swapped at the final hairpin and Wagner well we've talked about the draft being strong he got just enough of a draft to be able to pull out he timed that perfectly to pull out there's a little bit of side drafting doesn't necessarily make you go faster but it can slow down the car and I've got to say actually I think the bump at turn one I, I'm, I've now seen that again I think that's unintentional I yep. think that was Gresham Wagner going for a donut and cut across the front of Zillish and they're having a chat about that now I think that's fine I think that's fine and that's that could easily have uh, have escalated there but I think that's going to be alright Connor Zilic and Gresham Wagner oh well I say that and Gresham's not happy she is he uh, that, that's pretty typical for Gresham especially after a race uh, you've got all the emotions flowing all the energy going I'm not reading too much into that I think it was the bump and run at the final corner that Gresham didn't like um, yep. at, at the in the middle of, of turns 13 and 14. They're still talking there. Zilic's body language is uh, a lot more conciliatory, I would say. Gresham Wagner um, is still clearly not happy and pressing his rival. So there we are then, halfway through the St. Petersburg's street race here for the Intermittu Mazda MX-5 for 2023 we'll stick another 45 minutes on the clock and be back to do it later on this afternoon thanks to Sheer Adam who was alongside me John Heintorf what a race Gresham Wagner takes the fastest lap leads the most laps and therefore leads the championship unofficially at least by our arithmetic 0 0.021 of a second at the line that's how we roll in Mazda MX-5 join us later bye bye for now this programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.